Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland on 91.3 SEN Track Southwest Gippsland and 91.9 SEN Track Latrobe Valley today for West Gippsland Football and SEN for Harvey Norman One Thaggy for all your computer and electrical needs down at Kilcunder Bass today. And of course, you can also listen live on the SEN app and at sen.com.au. Don't forget, you can catch up on every interview or the full show wherever you get your podcasts. Last week was Ozzy Jones. Today will be Lee Rowe, but first... A warm welcome to Brad Sinclair, who's oh, alongside me. Good afternoon, Dylan. There's a little bit of acca in the background. <laughs> and our great mate, now producer, he's the assistant producer of a lot and a producer of many at SEN, Sammy Watson running out in the twos. And he is. We're here nice and early taking some video footage of that. And we'll have that up on the socials during the week. And I'll tell you what, he's our big interview at halftime. Won't be on this broadcast, but it will be on video for our socials. We're going to talk to Sammy and he's not happy out there. He's, he's looking nice. a bit dejected, isn't he? He is. It's a low-scoring game. Kilcunder Bass in the reserves. They've had more scoring shots, but it's a tight game at halftime. It was 1-6 to 2 straight. Now, Brad, plenty mm. of football to discuss oh. for us this morning. We have, Ooh. of course, the Allen Bank League, where Ian and Rob are at today. It's Trafalgar against Katani. Today, we are at Kilcunder for Kilcunder Bass and Dalston. The West Gippsland League, first up, it's Anzac Day at least it will be the Anzac Day-themed game tomorrow. That's a big blockbuster coming up. You've got Turin and Dalmore against Warrigal Industrials. I'm out at that one, covering, uh, doing some video footage for Warrigal Industrials. That at Western Park tomorrow will be an absolutely amazing day. They're expecting around six to 8,000. Um, they've got the ode. They've got everything going on. And if anyone does it well, it's Warrigal Industrials. It'll be a big day tomorrow. And a big day today. You've got the Bass Coast blockbuster as well. Phillip Island against Inverloch Kongwak. Oh, what a game that's going to be. Uh, the big improvers, Inverloch Kongwak. Uh, a lot of people are tipping them to finish top two, and they're fi- uh, tipping Phillip Island to finish top two or three. Where are they going to fit in Turret and Delmore? Yes. You've got to ask, don't yes, you? It's the reigning premiers, and they've started off the season comfortably. The Tom Cleary Cup as well. Garfield against Bunyip, of course. Tom Cleary with seven consecutive best and fairest. Three for either side, and then one just after for a separate club. What a player. Seven best and fairest in a row is absolutely amazing. Last 13. Wow. Okay. Not so a bad football. There will be another cup up and coming, at least to say. And then we also have Corumbara Bina against Coraline. And Corumbara Bina, funnily enough, are, are higher up on the ladder than Coraline after one game. Coraline, of course, mm-hmm. have played two as well as Turret and Dalmore. And then you've also got Kui Rup against Nana Goon today. That's a night game. Again, another night one, which uh, the one last week was Kui Rup out at uh, Dalston. And it pelted down with rain most of the night. <laughs> well, not most of the night, the whole night. Yes. And they were big winners, um, Kui Rupp over Dalston. They were. Kui Rupp eventually won by 88 points. So Dalston's turn to rebound today as we look at the reserves game. is still 1-6 to 2 straight in the third quarter. So a couple of scoreboard issues yet to update. But Dalston need to rebound badly, Brad. They do. And they have been... Touted as we see Sammy Watson just selling a bit of candy. The SEN's own Sammy Watson. He's looking better this quarter. He's had a bit of it already. Um, they're looking to rebound. They, there are 
and we're going to talk to Lee Rowe shortly, and I'm really looking forward to asking him about this because these two clubs have many X1 Thaggy players playing for them this year where Lee coached. Uh, so he'll know a lot about the opposition today. Yes. And obviously he knows a lot about his own guys. And there is a late out, I can tell you. And that is Taylor Gibson is out for the Kilcunder Bass side. And Robbie Taylor comes in. And really looking forward to that chat with uh, with Lee Rowe. But yeah, you're right. Dalston have to come back and come back hard because they've recruited very well. So without Taylor Gibson today and without Marcus Baxter as well, who led the goal-kicking for Kilcunder Bass, eighth in the competition last season, 34 goals as a total. Where do you look forward if you're Kilcunder Bass? Well, yeah, that, that is a problem, to be honest. They, where, where is their goals going to come from? But I'll tell you what, there's a young kid down there, Bella ZJ, that's on Williamstown's list. Look out for him. Uh, he's a, a lively type. He'll stand on your head, land on his feet cat-like, and then snap a goal over his shoulder. He'll be one that uh, will will kick some goals today, and he'll be the one that they'll look for. Um, there's, there's a couple of others that I think what will happen, Dean McRae will start forward. He started back last week and then come forward. Uh, with Gibson out, I would imagine that McRae's got to start forward this week. The Ruckman Dale Gawley does get forward in general play. Uh, so that'll be interesting. And Kai Benson's a likely type across half forward and through the wing area as well. So they're going to have to get him, I think, from some midfield types. Dureo, I think that's the way you pronounce his name. Anthony Dureo, he'll be another one. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be difficult, but uh, they've got a good midfield, hard-running side. I think they'll be okay. And isn't Dale Gawley one of the best ruckmen in the league? Cam Pedersen, of course, is probably up the top. But Dale Gawley is not far astern of Cam Pedersen. And then for Daleston last season, they were 10th, 2-16. and 16. And since then, they have had plenty of key-ins and key-outs. They lost a couple of players up north. Matt Howell went to Cairns. A few players went to Cooey Rupp. And then a couple of players retired as well. But Mitch Hallahan looks to be the main premium midfielder they've acquired from Sorrento. Oh, he's a ripper. And he, he is a goal-kicking forward too, Dill. He is strong, tough, hard. Uh, he was a good player at the Gold Coast and Hawthorne, I thought, as well. He absolutely dominated over in the Mornington Peninsula with Sorrento. And that's probably a tad little bit stronger than West Gippsland, but West Gippsland is heading in the right direction. So, yeah, he's one to watch today. Yeah. Hayden Wallace and Mason Store, the leading goal kickers for Daleston last year. Hayden Wallace and Mitchell Davey, the only goal kickers for the Magpies last week, where they kicked two goals to half time and then only two points after half time and a scoreless first quarter. So, they do need to get going from the beginning. And if we have a look at Kilcunder last week against Turin and Dalmore, mind you, Brad, they only went down by 21 points. Yeah, now. That was, we were talking about that during our call of Karen Barabina and Bunyip, that that was a real surprise as that game was unfolding. And I thought, oh, look out. And they have made an improvement, Kilcunder Bass. So to get that close to the, uh, the linchpin, you would call them right now, is uh, a super effort. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see them. Anthony Dario and Lachlan Scott, two goals apiece. And then Aldwell, Gawley, Mackenzie, McRae and Starling, all with one. And then for Turin and Dalmore, Stuart Scanlon led the charge, four goals. We were talking about his aptitude mm. and presence in week one when we called them at their home ground as well. Yeah, uh, just going back a step too, the captain of Dalston, Braden Duvet, that's come across from 
Juan Thaggy. Now, he's named the captain in his first year, which is very, very, very rare. Mm. So he yes. must have had some sort of pre season in the way of his leadership and the way he's gone about it. So that, that'll be he'll be interesting to watch today. I'm told he's a very, very good footballer. Now, we know where Wiz and Rob are at today. It's Trafalgar and Catani. If we have a look at the Allen Bank League, let's go around the grounds and the games that are on today. Lang Lang at home to Neil Madarnham. This will be a close one. Neil Madarnham were really good last week for most of the day and only went down by five points to Trafalgar that played finals last year and went deep in the finals too. So look out for them. That's going to be a close one. I'm going to go Lang Lang at home. Neil Madarnham over the last 20 years hasn't had a great strike rate at Lang Lang, albeit a new ground. Trafalgar, the big call uh, for STN on 91.9 with Rob and Steve out there. Trafalgar take on Katani. That could be a close one too. Katani went down by 10 points to Long Worry last week. And as we just said, Trafalgar struggled to get over Neil Madarnam. So that's going to be a real close game. I think I'll like the home side there, Trafalgar. Long Worry take on Bullen Bullen at home. Uh, now, this is going to be interesting because Long Worry is a side that you just don't know how they're travelling. They get up by 10 points over Katani last week, who has struggled the last 12 months. So that's interesting. Bullen Bullen, well, they knocked off the reigning Premier and mm-hmm. only missed out on a Premiership themselves by five points yes. last year. So I'm going to go uh, Bullen Bullen. Allen Bank, Nyora. I'm going to go Allen Bank at home, even though they got trounced last week by 11 goals to Bullen Bullen, but I think they'll be too strong for Nyora, and it's hard to tip against Neerham South at home against Puwong, who had the bye last week, and then, so their first outfit, first game for the year under Rod Gundrell, uh, they take on the Premiers, and a side that just uh, went about it quite easily last week by 11 goals. So three unbeaten sides in the Allen Bank competition at the moment. Bullen Bullen, Longwari and Trafalgar. And then at the bottom we have Neora, Katani and Lang Lang. Nilmadanum yet to attain a win either. Now next up we look at the West Gippsland competition again. Another night game and then Anzac Day tomorrow. So we should, at least if we're the, what we're aware of, we will have the Anzac Day proceedings before the game today with a delayed start. Yes, and we're very lucky that uh, the umpires for today, the three senior umpires of the senior game, we had a little bit of trouble last week with the umpires uh, thought that it was a good idea to start the game <laughs> about eight minutes early of a broadcast game. And we were in this show whilst they're... Uh, having a kick. So we just asked the umpires, could they start on time today? And they're Darren winning Tom Harris and Peter Hogan, the three central umpires today. So that was very nice. But yeah, I'm looking forward. I love the Ode and the, the line-up and the bugle and uh, and we'll get that through our special effects mic that I might just give it a hit now so you'll pick up on that. So that'll be uh, fantastic. I'm really looking in, uh, forward to our first interview too. Yes, that's Lee Rowe after our first break. His second year coaching Kilcunda Bass. Last year they finished ninth, a 7-11 and 11 record mind you, so it's it, the middle order of the ladder was tough last week, or last year to beat rather, side like Nana, Goon, Kui Rup always have their say and the finals, it, it will be interesting I think this year more than last year you've got some teams that are looking already more competitive than mm. it seems. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know it's only very early but we, we do like to uh, Look forward and see who uh, who's going to take those top spots. 
Um, Garfield and Bunyip, you would think, will struggle. Uh, Kilcunda, Bass and Dalston, I reckon might be there around that 7, 8, 9, knocking on the door. I think uh, uh, Kilcunda, Bass, they were three games out last year, but uh, they've improved. Karambara Bina, well, <laughs> you've got to say they've improved. They've already got a win. Yes. Coraline are a little bit shaky for mine. Um, mm. They struggled to... They were three points down three-quarter time to Garfield last week. Yep. They struggled to put them away. They did have a big last quarter that got them out of jail. Phillip Island and Inverloch Conwack, well, they'll be top four yes. in my eyes. So they'll be right up there. Kiwi Rupp and Nana Goon, another one. Nana Goon should finish top five, but they haven't started that well either. But it is early. Kiwi Rupp, well, they played Dalston last week. Kicking 16 in torrential rain of a night was good. So they're obviously got some firepower up. Forward and Warrigal Industrials and Turret and Delmore that play tomorrow, they'll be up there in the top four or five, you would think, too. So I believe, uh, and this will, this is, here you go, I'll give you one early. I, I think your top four, will be, and not in any order, <laughs> will be made up around Phillip Island, Inverloch, Conwack, Warrigal and Turret and Delmore and Nana Goon. There's your five. Okay. I, in my eyes, one spot's up for grabs. And then that's signs like Garfield, Bunyip, Coraline, um, Kiwi Rupp. You know, that's it's it's tough. It's going to be tough, yes. but I could be very wrong. I have been before. You know, yeah. Dylan, <laughs> we will keep you updated throughout the day for the scores. Of course, West Gippsland football on SEN for Harvey Norman, one Thaggy Hop Teals on a huge range, not too far away from our first break, and then we should have Lee Rowe joining us for the interview. That will be in a moment. But a quick update on the reserves game: Kilcunda Bass two eleven twenty three, Dalston three two twenty. 13 scoring shots to five. And in the under-18s, which was played just before this, it was a 120 or 108-point win in the favour of Kilcunder Bass. 18-20, 128 to 3-2-20. Now, just before we go to our break, Brad? Yes? Just a, an, an obscure tip for today. Any goal kickers which might surprise you? Just a, a, a prediction which might be unexpected. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Balazij. Expect him to kick between four and seven. Four and seven. Between four and seven for Balazij, number 44, if you're out here at the ground and you don't know who he is, he'll be running around in the old Johnny Platten number, number 44 <laughs> for Kilcunder Bass, an absolute superstar. Looking forward to watching him play today. Plenty of rivalries today, as Brad mentioned. Kilcunder Bass have recruited four players from one thaggy. Dalston have just got the one today, but he will match up against his former teammates. West Gippsland football on SEN for Harvey Norman, one thaggy. Hot deals on a huge range. After the break, we will speak to Kilcunder Bass's coach, Lee Rowe, and we'll keep you updated with Sammy Watson in the reserves. It's a four-point advantage for Kilcunder Bass at the moment. Just waiting for our first and only guest of the day until halftime of the seniors game. Lee Rowe, the coach of Kilcunder Bass, to appear out the shadows. But while we do wait for him, we can talk about the AFL, Brad, just before that. SEN, of course, obtaining the cricket and the golf for the future. But the AFL, we saw the Bulldogs, a 49-point winners last night in the West, and the Dockers have a few worries. Oh, don't they what? I did tip the bullies last night, but uh, I thought that the Dockers might have showed up a little bit better than that. They were very, very ordinary, and uh, he's in for a long year. And, and wouldn't uh, Rossi Lyon just be sitting back now saying, oh, how good is this? He'd be shaking the head, the head wobble, walking around uh, Moorabbin there, feeling very good about himself. 
Fremantle situated 13th in the competition, 2 of 6. They won against Gold Coast last week. That was also in a tight battle, but we know they've lost to North Melbourne, who are currently just below them. Every side in the competition has won a game. Gold Coast, West Coast and Hawthorne, all with one to their name. Now, Richmond, they're 15th at the moment, Brad. One win, one draw, three losses, and they have to play the Demons this weekend. Uh, coming off a loss to the Bombers too, the Demons. So I, I would imagine that uh, the Demon, uh, the Tigers supporters will be okay with 15th because they're sick mm. and tired of hearing 9th <laughs> So I'll probably... Exactly but yeah, right. they're in a rebuild now, aren't they? They're, they're trying new players. They've got to, play, got to play some kids. And is Dusty towards the... How far is he off the end now, do you reckon? Oh, I think he still has a couple of years. Are you confidently suggesting they're in a rebuild. Tim Taranto, Jacob Hopper in the off-season, Dan Curvis out with injury. Yeah, the, the, the two that you mentioned from GWS aren't working for them right now. Um, yep. So I would say, oh, when I say rebuild, I'm not saying a hard rebuild, but yep. you know, Lynch gets an injury and he gets a lot of them and they're always long-termers. Uh, they, Jack Rewalt's closer to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, the, so right up forward, that's what I think that's where their problems are right now. Yes. They've got a fair midfield, and as you say, the two boys from the Giants have been okay for them. They'll get more out of them. They're Mm going to fit into the Richmond style. That takes time, but they just miss a a jump and clunk at uh, player up forward at the moment. So Tom Lynch is out for six weeks, we think. Jack Revolt might be a little timid this week with the helmets, I believe, he'll have to wear after last week's incidents. How courageous was that? That was a big hit. Mm. The blood when he's running... that is courageous how he come back on because that's not a nice injury. Yes, he was stitched up immediately after. He actually did show the stitches during the week on the on the program. And, of course, the Saints are on top at the moment, along with Essendon and, and Collingwood on 16 points. Oh, no wonder you walked in here today with a <laughs> bit of a wobble yourself. You had the Ross Lyon wobble yourself when you walked <laughs> in today and very happy about the way that they... When does that happen? They get a loss and they're still sitting on top. Yes, and they fought at the end, mind mm. you. They were down 25 points with a couple of minutes and almost stole a draw. There's one last entry late, but the Saints are on top. Essendon just behind. They've beaten the Demons, and now they'll face the Cats next week as well at the G. But, of course, the big Anzac Day game on Tuesday. We're all excited for it. Well, how is it? I mean, the top four play each other. Um, first play fourth, St Kilda and Carlton, and then second play third, Essendon and Collingwood. And I cannot remember. I think it's 20 years someone told me during the week that Essendon and Collingwood on an Anzac Day game the last time they were top four. Mm-hmm. They're sitting two and three. Uh, so it's got that little bit more to it now, hasn't it? And, and Essendon, uh, uh, I know St Kilda's been a surprise package, but geez, Essendon have as well, haven't they? Without Zach Merritt this week. Oh, that hurts. But Collingwood, uh, they'll get the goey back, won't they? They will miss Darcy Moore. I believe he was sent really? home yesterday with illness. It's okay. still a precaution at the moment, but that's a, a game time decision. Or at least a oh, they should, but gee, um, I'll tell you one thing. If they don't, um, they're looking, uh, Stewie Jew's job's looking shaky, real shaky, if uh, they don't uh, make, uh, if they don't get the win this weekend, I'd be worried if I was Stewie Jew, as we welcome uh, Lee Rowe to the box. And th- really appreciate, mate, you spending some time with us. Uh, very pre-game. It's pretty close, so you've done really well. We won't keep you too long. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Excited? Big day. Yeah, it is a big day. Local rivals. um, 
know, there's a bit of history between the two clubs, obviously, and I've only sort of been here one season and knew, found out all about it last year. So um, regardless of the ladder positions between these two sides, they, um, they are tight games. And I believe these are the two real big improvers of a few sides this year, and that's already been shown in your game last week with Turidan. Dalston were a little bit disappointing, but it was a rainy night and all that sort of thing. But you'd know a fair bit about your opposition too, because there's a few come from one thing to Dalston, and you've got a few. Yeah, it seems that way. So there's sort of two clubs that have started to filter out some um, one thingy players and uh, yeah I, I'm not one that reads into the, the scoreline too much so yeah we had a really good effort last week regardless of their scoreline last week yeah, I, I see their improvers and they've, they've certainly um, added stock to their list as well Lee thanks for your precious time today how comfortable and happy were you with the effort last week against the reigning premiers? Yeah really good on the day um, yeah felt felt pleased um, obviously we want to be a winning side but they're the reigning premier uh, even more pleased after I watched the vision and, and saw some things that we can um we can improve on. So um, you'd, you'd rather see it that way and um, see room for improvement than, than say, OK, we've thrown everything at them and, and, and that's it. So, um, yeah, confident that we can sort of match it with some better sides this season round. Now, I know coaches aren't allowed to single <laughs> players out and I never like doing it, but I'm coming to the footy today pretty excited to watch this Bella ZJ. Yep. They tell me he can stand on a headland on his feet like a cat and snap the... A goal over his shoulder. Exciting, isn't he? Yeah, really elusive and, and VFL standard player. Um, yeah, to take the pressure off him, he's, he's sort of was a little bit unfit last year, gave him the opportunity to play some local football. Now he's got himself back on a VFL list at, at Williamstown. This is his first hit out. He's had half a game against North Melbourne a couple of weeks ago in a practice match or about a month ago. So hopefully he can build on some fitness. But if he can zig and zag and do his elusive stuff today, you'll um, yeah, you'll see some really nice tricks. And if we if we steer our focus to the the notable outs today, Taylor Gibson's laid out. Jack Sorozinski also with injury. How are you coping without them at the moment? Yeah, really tough up forward not to have that that focal point in Gibbo. But we you know we had him. Uh, he was out of the side last week, um, so. The, the instruction was to my boys, we were going to be confident going into that game with Gibbo in the side. So that meant we were going to get it forward enough to um, to put a decent score on the board. So it should be no different without the personnel there. If we get enough forward entries, um, that would be um, yeah, suffice to get another score. Um, with uh, Sorozinski out of the back line, loses, we lose a hell of a lot of driving experience out of there. So some guys you can't replace, um, but we've certainly got a bit more depth than we have uh, did have last year. And guys are putting their hand up. Um, so, yeah, we've just got to ride with the punches. And you know a lot about Dean McRae, obviously, from Wonthaggy. And he started back last week, then shifted forward, played very well, I think. Yeah, and just obviously six foot six and mm. a big target. Um, you're not always going to have someone for him to contain as a, as a backman. So to release him up forward is really good. So he chopped and changed with two Wonthaggy boys, Lockie Scott, Went from forward to back and, and Dean McRae from um, to back to forward and it seemed to work for us. Um, I see them as two real versatile players for us so they won't um, find themselves locked down at one end of the ground too much but um, gives us another target. Now Lee, I'll get in trouble if I don't ask this question. How far is Sammy Watson away? 
Our now, producer. Well, this is his his value, and he's uh, put up his hand for this week, and obviously you see the size of him. So, yeah, he, hopefully he's knocking you on the door because that's healthy for our football club. The more guys in these, this reserves game that are knocking on the door, but, um, that makes us healthy for the seniors. He's, so. he's struggled out there today, Lee, I reckon. So, yeah. <laughs> so I was going to say, what answer do you want from me? Yes or no? So for, to give you some ammo, oh, he's a little bit off, but, but for me, it looks like he's going okay. And just quickly, because it's the last quarter about to start in the reserves, Kilcunderbass 313-31, Dalston 4-226. The Cartmel brothers, Trent, is only a young teenager. How optimistic are you with the emergence of him? Yeah, it's fantastic. So last week, I won't go into too much depth. With We had a little bit of a points um, thing and we wanted some under-18s to come and play. Uh, young Trent's name was thrown up and he's, um, look, he's a great kid through practice matches and that. He plays the 18s, plays reserves and he kicks a few goals. He just gets to the position where he, he's going to have an opportunity to score. So we, we put him in there, um, we're rolling with him again um, and to play um, with Leighton Cartmel this year, is, uh, today, sorry, his brother, is huge for the, the family and the football club. Um, Leighton played 14 games of seniors last year, I think, because um, we didn't have under 18. So I've got no qualms. I'll, I'll roll out the kids if they've got ability and um, hopefully that you know, transpires in some really good footballers later on in life. I know we've got to go to the break, but I've got, just before we go, you speak of the kids. I watched the whole under-18 game. There is some great kids out there, and I don't like singling them out, and I know you don't, but there's another... The kid that I really liked, and he's running around the twos now, Ben Wemmis, yeah. a magnificent left foot, balanced, poised... How old's he? Yeah, he's only 17. So, wow. uh, yeah, and one of those one of those lucky ones with the left foot like that. Mm. Yeah, I wish we um, had skills like that. Yeah, he's developing. And again, these guys that put their hands up, not to play 18s and then play reserves, they, they certainly get a bit more out of it uh, playing against bigger bodies. Um, he's, yeah, he's emerging, and mm. I've got no doubt if he keeps going along and tracking the way he is, he'll get his senior go as well. It's a very exciting day today, Dylan. I'm looking forward to a lot of these kids today. We'll let Lee return to formal proceedings before the big seniors game. Thanks for your time Appreciate today. It, guys. Saturday, Gippsland footy. Thanks, mate. On SEN for Harvey Norman, one thaggy, hot tears on a huge range. We'll be right back with you after this quick break. Now, just before we spoke to Lee Rowe, which he was overtly speaking about his side and everything that's going on before today, we were discussing the AFL and the gather round of last week, which they've announced before the games on Sunday. Funnily enough, Gillan McLaughlin had said that they have secured it for another three years. Brad, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, great idea. I thought they deserved the right to get it again. They did a magnificent job. I wasn't there, but from everyone that I speak to, the carnival atmosphere around the bridge and was just unbelievable. So they deserve it. And, and what it does, I don't know how long they had to set it up from when this gather round come up. It was this year sometime. But now they've got three years that they can sit back, the government, South Australian State Government and the Sandful and people like, and the AFL, and go, right, this is what we need to do, A, B, C, D, and it'll be Mickey Mouse. And from all accounts, it was absolutely sensational. Not only from a football perspective, but from a, a revenue, a tourism perspective, of course, Adelaide opening up all around the city and showing off things that may have been concealed before. Well, they tell me, Dill, you ever had a pie floater? You know what a pie floater is? Pie floater? It's big in Adelaide. Farmers Union iced coffee milk and pie floaters. So the pie floater is a meat pie and it's absolutely drowned in like a pea ham soup. Right. And then you put a bit of tomato sauce over it. You've got to eat it with a spoon in a bowl. You just, you can't pick it up. So it's, okay. and you just hoe in like, they tell me 
the sales of pie floaters were up 1,100% over the uh, five days or whatever, or the week. Um, If you ever get to Adelaide, have a pie floater. It's not for everyone, but I think they're fantastic. Uh, Have you travelled to Adelaide before? I've been to Adelaide, yes, a long time ago. Uh, Pie floaters back in the day then were on the back of little uh, pie vans. Okay. But yes. now they're in cafes and restaurants. Mm-hmm. and Bakeries. Um, bakeries, yeah. And, uh, but you've, you need a spoon. You, you cannot eat it any other way. So there's just the, the one game at Adelaide today. It's Port Adelaide against West Coast. Starts in eight minutes today. And for my certainty competition, my personal certainty competition, I've gone for Port Adelaide. Oh, yeah. Good idea. Yeah. That out of the, so you have a certainty for the round? Yes. Yeah. You well, can only use couldn't go each side else. once for the, the whole year as well. Oh, really? So there's a couple of yeah, stipulations with it. What do you get? Do you get a bonus point or something on your tips or something if you get the No, no. So this is just a, it's a competition we're playing for oh, okay. a, a prize at the end. Okay. Well, th- that's the perfect one. You couldn't, you, I, I wouldn't go anyone else that being a certainty, but... Uh, Gee, West Coast are in for a long haul, aren't they? Yeah, North Melbourne in round one has been the closest against West Coast. It's yeah. a five-point game, but I thought if I can get North Melbourne out the way early, we might be on track for a good year. Mm. But, yeah, so Port Adelaide against West Coast today. GWS host Brisbane at Monica Oval. That's in Canberra. That's not actually in Western Sydney. And is it weird to say GWS have a chance? Just, we know Brisbane on the road. They do have a couple of problems every now and then. Giants have got a very good record on Marnica. Mar- I've played on Marnica. Marnica is a hard ground to play. It is a dead set circle. It's not an oval. Mm-hmm. It's wide as it is long. It's about the same. The best surface, and I include the MCG in the old VFL Park with this, the best surface I've ever played on was the Marnica Oval in Ross. Canberra. Absolutely incredible. They are hard to beat there, but I'd still go the Lions. And then tonight, the unfurling of the flag for Geelong against Sydney at GMHBA Stadium. I think Geelong should win this. Yeah, you you look at the ladder and 11th versus 5th, you're always going to go 5th. I'm going 11th. I think the Cats are back. I think they're just starting to wind up and play their, uh, their uh, better footy. Not their best, but their better footy. And they've got the best player in the competition in Jeremy Cameron right now. He, he's probably number one with Pally 2 and Nick Dacos 3. They're probably your top three. And yep. There's nothing Cameron can't do at the moment. And he's dangerous because he's, he's such a high-presenting forward that covers a lot, a lot of ground. And he wheels around. And if he's anything around the arc, it's a goal. Doesn't matter where he is. Mm-hmm. And, and, he, and you can just see he's happy with himself. He's happy with life. He's got the newborn. Yep. He's a very happy man. He's got the farm and the cows and the pigs. And a premiership medal. And a premiership medal, everything. He's, it's a different Jeremy Cameron we see now in the last couple of years than we did in the first 10 years of his career in Sydney. He He's has really happy. found his, his humble abode at Geelong. And then tomorrow we also have a couple of games out South, actually, Hawthorne against Adelaide in Tasmania. Yeah, now, it depends what you get down there. Now, I know Sunday here tomorrow in Melbourne, it's going to be around 22 and uh, a bit cloudy, but fine. But it could be 10 degrees in Tasmania. The wind and rain could be coming in sideways. Um, But, gee, Adelaide are a big improver for me. I think they'll win well. And then Carlton against St Kilda. This is a family split for me, half-half. So Mm. we'll have a rivalry going on internally. I'm... Semi-confident, but you never know what the Blues will throw at you. Well, they, they didn't have Doherty last week. They don't have him this week. And then they lose Saad. They lose their running power off half-back. 
uh, and St Kilda up forward, even though they lose committee. Um, the Greek boy that got a few weeks, um, yeah, in, and yeah. that's a, a came, yeah, that's a whole other story. I, I thought, and I'm old school. He got hit first, and he gave one back. Mm-hmm. And I really believe him when he said he thought he was as Sammy Watson just takes an intercept mark, gives the one two, but forgets it and goes back for it. <laughs> and they're away, Dalston. And Sammy's given chase. He's he's uh, he's cooked. He's spent. <laughs> Sammy Watson, our producer, is spent out there at the moment. Uh, he's done well today, though. He's he's picked up in the second half. But yeah, I I, I just think um, it's it's a tough gig. It's a tough gig. I, I think the Saints will win that. Oh, I was talking about the report. You get hit first. He reckons he went to the chest, and it looked like he did to me. And and he's copped the three weeks mm-hmm. for collecting Murphy's jaw. The AFL wanted five. Did they really? And it was downgraded from intentional to careless. Yeah. Hence the decision to give three. He'll learn from it. You you just can't retaliate. Um, so, but I think the Saints with uh, with Sard and Doherty out, um, I just think that the Saints, even with that boy out, there's they're still too strong. They get Steele back and they get Membry back. Membry. Look at it. so Membry just slots straight in for the other boy, and Steele. Well, he's so I, I think St Kilda are easy. Easy. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm talking thirty plus points. The Saints because Carlton haven't been good, okay. and St Kilda last week, and they got a lot of injuries. They were really good against probably. The best side in the competition right now. They go down by a goal to the Pies. I know a, a close Carlton fan, which might be a little upset with that, but we'll move on <laughs> swiftly. Gold Coast North, we did briefly discuss this before. Yeah, it's who turns up. And as I said, yeah, because we're talking about this when Lee come in for the interview and the Gold Coast Suns, Stewie Jew's in trouble. If they lose this, they'll go to 17th. You know, every chance they'll go to 17th. Yeah. They expected to play finals. If they don't improve on that 17th by the middle of the year, I think they make a, a decision on Stuart Jew. Where's the question mark for the Suns? They've got Anderson, Rao, Took Miller all running through the midfield, down forward Ben King, who possibly will inevitably leave if he doesn't choose the Suns, of course. And then down back, you've got Sam Collins. Is it all the, the players in between? Have you ever lived on the Gold Coast? Haven't been there. There's the reason. I've always said this. Have a look at the Gold Coast sides, whether it's rugby league, basketball, soccer. They've never never succeeded. Mm. And, and and talk to the old Brisbane Bear players that moved there in the mid-'80s, 87, and it's party time. Mm. And, and, and it's that lifestyle. Yeah. And you're out in the sun. And, and, and I know they're full-time professionals, and, and it's not all of them. And it wouldn't be Matty Rao and these type of guys. And it wouldn't be Anderson. But there'll be still a select few that yes. are thinking, our oh, good's life up here, you know. Um, an ex-saint might be one of them, Benny Long. He might be saying, no, this is a life. I don't know. But I, I've always thought that's a problem with, with uh, the Gold Coast lifestyle. And, and no one's been able to, you know, Gary Ablett Jr. went up there and then they had a bit of, you wouldn't call it success, but they were going okay. And then, bang, gone back. So, yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I think they beat North over there but in, on the Gold Coast, but... Geez, I'm not confident. A couple of other games to get through before our final break, and we'll have a final score in our reserves game. I've also just received a text to say, don't give up on the Blues, Brad. <laughs> Melbourne, Richmond, Monday night. Do the Tigers bounce back, or do the Ds bounce back? No, and I haven't given up on the Blues, but I just think with those two boys out, M- Melbourne wins this. Melbourne wins this well. They'll come out far enough after getting beat last week. And then finally, the blockbuster. Ooh, who do you tip here? This is, I, I don't think I've tipped Essendon this year. 
and they're sitting second. <laughs> so they're surprising me every week. But it's hard to go against Collingwood. I'll, I'll say one thing quickly because I know we've got to go to a break. Brad Scott, do what the Lions did and make Nick Dacos accountable the other way. Mm and hurt them like Zorko did. And that's the way you'll beat Collingwood because this kid is just going to keep racking up his 40. He's a superstar. He will. Certainly will. Do you place a tag on him? There's plenty of tag. other questions. Not a tag. Not a tag. I think you. I don't think you can tag the kid. I think you've got to hurt him the other end um, and make... That night, Zorko stretched him the other way. Cameron kicked six. And at times, Nick Dacos had... He was caught. Do I go to Zorko? Do I go to Cameron? Cameron bobs up and kicks six. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way you get him. Final segment before we will eventually get to the big game today. Kilcunder Bass against Daleston. The reserves for the home side have just out defeat. They've defeated Daleston 7-13-55 to 5-2-32. Just getting a look at the scoreboard there, Brad. And hey, did you know what music that was coming in, uh, Young Dill? I've definitely heard it. I'm not great at putting names to the lyrics. A little bit of Crocodile Rock from the old <laughs> Elton John. Shawnee back in the Melbourne studio, just ripping up a bit of music today. He's done real well today. The boy, hey, uh, Sammy Watson, our own producer, has ended up in the second half of that reserves game, tearing it up. Turned the game. He was uh, just a little bit of uh, selling candy and the one-twos and taking marks and giving off passes, but in all seriousness, it's good to see him out on the park. He's had some injuries and illness over the last eight months, so good to see the boy back out there. And as we jokingly said to Lee Rowe, we asked <laughs> when he'll be back. I reckon on that sort of performance, he's probably got one or more two and one or two more games in the Magoos and he'll be back. Now we've got a couple of minutes before our, our show finishes. The point system. Oh. Three interchanges for Kilcunder Bass today. High... Is it a contentious topic after what they've done in the off-season? certainly is. They've lifted the interchange to four. This is AFL Victoria. This is not West Gippsland. Yes. AFL Victoria. So they've lifted it to four interchange in the competition from three from last year, but haven't lifted the points. So today, Kilcunda Bass go in using their full 44 points, and they play one man short with a three interchange. Yes. Now, let's remember... They're playing their full points, but they're playing a lot of kids, local kids. So the whole point system to me is a shambles at the moment. It's got to be fixed, and it's got to be the same thing right through the state because every competition you go to, I'll tell you a story. I was up in Cairns coaching, and I got a player from the Essendon District Football League up to play through the COVID year of 2020. He was a five-pointer. Aaron Davey was running around with the Cairns Lions, straight, more or less straight out of the AFL, played over 200 games in the AFL, or 180 or whatever it was, yeah. and he was a one-pointer. Right. Now, tell me where that makes sense. Absolutely crazy. I don't get it. And it's, it's been in a long time, and clubs fell over in, in trouble last year because of it. Fix it, for God's sake. It's been around long enough. So do they need a meeting halfway through the season, just an overall appraisal of what's going on? Yeah, but I wouldn't change it this year but because uh, mm. that'll cause another uproar. But I think it's got to be done over the off-season. And they've had time. This point system's been around a long time. And I just don't reckon it works. It, 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 it's proven that it doesn't work. It, it can work. Just get it right. And, and a bloke coming from a local comp shouldn't be a five-pointer. Yes, yeah. It just doesn't make sense. As Sammy Watson walks towards. Well, here he comes. Here. Oh, he's just uh, trotting over. He's 
Justin himself, he's looking pretty good there, Sammy. <laughs> Little complacence after the win there, but he did play well. He's uh, walk- yeah, playing in the ones. He's trying to get two games. <laughs> Walking over to the box. Nearly done for Saturdays in Gippsland today and then be ready for the service, the Anzac Day service, as we pay respects to all those who served for our country. Always a welcoming weekend, I think, Brad. Definitely one of my favourites in the year. My favourite game, AFL game, definitely, the Essendon-Collingwood game. And uh, I just talked to Mel Michael a fair bit about it. He played in three premierships with Brisbane. He played in Anzac Day games with Collingwood and Essendon. And he still thinks it's the bigger day uh, because they're the real fans here and it's, it's amazing. Um, look, I'll tell you what. We, oh, we're running out of time. If Sammy comes into the box, we'll get him on the socials, though. Don't worry about that. That'll do it for today. Thanks for listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. More coming up after this.